would like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Beginning with verse 15. Then went the Pharisees and to counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not a person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto them, Whose is the image and superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. When they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. <clears throat> I suppose people are getting tired of this pandemonic, people getting restless. Some would like to scrap it altogether, others they are fearful and want to lock down. The news don't help, really, because they're contradicting and confusing. Even the government that gives directions, you have to read through pages to find out what really is the intent, rather than giving it in point form. So people's emotions are getting high, and something happens, and people right away get upset. We can see the things that are happening lately, across the border especially, and also here. News are full with them. And really, this is only a small thing. It affects everyone, not just the Christians. It should be no big problem for the Christians. Beyond taking reasonable care and precaution, we should be at peace and not be upset about these things that are happening. We have food, we have clothes, we have shelter. Even if you get sick, there's provision for, for health care. We really got it good. But we have been used to get to an easy life for so long that even these things, they upset people. And this really is a preparation for other things. What is the time when the time comes when Christians will be singled out? What will we do then? Will we be prepared? We need to draw close in the times where we live in to prepare, prepare for these things. We need God's wisdom, really. And here's an example of God's wisdom displayed in the happenings. It mentions here that the Pharisees sent the Herodians with their disciples to Jesus. Who were they? We know that 
The land was occupied by the Romans. They were in charge. And they taxed the people. That was the issue here. They taxed the people. According to Roman law, they taxed them and used Roman money as a currency to tax them. That's why the penny had the, the image of Caesar and, and the superscription of his name on it. And the question was, is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar? But we see that the thing is become more complicated here. What, according to what law are they talking? According to Roman law, definitely they had to pay the tax. But, or did they imply in the questions the law of Moses? Well, there was also a tribute, according to the law of Moses, a tribute for keeping up with the temple and the Levites in their work. And that's the example we see then where Peter was asked, does your master pay tribute? And he said, yes. And Jesus prevented him and then agreed to pay the tax lest, lest they be offended. That was a temple tax. And miraculously, he sent Peter to the sea to fish out a fish, and his mouth would find a penny, a piece of money, not a Roman coin, because a Roman coin was not acceptable for tribute of, of, of the temple. So we got here the Roman law, the law of Moses, we got the Roman tax, at the temple tax, all intertwined. They start out by flattering Jesus, saying, We know that thou art true and teachest the way in truth in God. Really? Did they believe that? Did they know that? Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. They wanted to trip him. And yet they used the flattering words, which were true actually of Jesus, he is true. And if they were honest, they would have to acknowledge that yes, he is a teacher come from God, as Nicodemus did when he came to him by night. But they wanted to trip it. And we see in the politics south of the border, the elections are coming up, and how they try to, to fish out, making people to say statements that they can hold against them. Now, it's hard for a Christian to be in politics, very hard. Because if he's honest, he will say what he believes. But there are politicians even there which say they are Christians, which have a conviction privately, but what openly they do, they, they agree with the political expedient thing. That's why, really, we should not be involved in politics, and we cannot be involved. Jesus did not take any sides here. They thought they had him boxed in. If he would say, yes, it's, it's legal to pay tribute to, to the Romans, then the Pharisees could turn around and tell their fellow brethren and say, look, see, he's with the tax collectors. The tax collectors, they're the despised ones. Matthew was one of them. They were considered one of the worst sinners. Because the Romans, they used, they used Jews to, 
to their tax collecting and they were hated. And so they, they wanted to trip up Jesus to say, see, he approves of the tax. They would hate it. But if he would say no, then the Herodians, which represented the interest of Herod, who was a puppet of Rome, who upheld the Roman law, they could accuse Jesus of being rebellious, of denying to pay tax and get him that way. So either way, they thought they had him. But God's wisdom is way above that. So he asked them, show me a penny. Whose is the image in superscription? They had admitted it was Caesar's. Caesar's. Therefore he says, render the things which are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. And they couldn't say anything. They couldn't say anything. What a wisdom. They thought they had it all figured out, but the wisdom of God was way higher. Whenever I read that portion, I'm reminded of what James says. James speaks about the wisdom of this world, the one that the Pharisees used, and the wisdom of it that's from above. And here we have the explanation of it. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his words with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter ending and strive in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. And where, for where envying strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. That would describe the wisdom that the Pharisees used. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. That wisdom that Jesus used in answering them, they could not argue with it. It was so convincing, so evident that that acknowledges. We find the wisdom of God when it speaks to us, it's peaceable brings peace if you accept it, but if you reject it, we are fools. That's the wisdom that Jesus used. But it doesn't end there. He said, render unto Caesar the things to be Caesar, and unto God the things that are God's. What did he imply there? Were the Pharisees aware of it? about what image he was talking there. Man was created in the image of God. And though the image has been so marred because of the disobedience of man, like an old coin that has been so used and abused. Some, I used to collect old coins and sometimes you could not anymore hardly tell the image on it or the writing 
but it was there still. And Jesus Christ has come to restore that image, if we allow it to be done. We are work in progress to restore the image of Christ in us, the image of God. What does God require as a tribute? Later on in the chapter we read, when they asked him about the great law, Jesus said unto Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. That's what we got to render unto God because we have the image, his image on us. Very special. But who can do it? Who can do it and say, I've done it? It's a work in progress. Tirelessly, Jesus works with us. There's enough time to go on the, the portion of the scripture here. The same day came unto him the Sadducees, which say that there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seeds unto his brother. Now they were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, unto the seventh. And last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, and not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at this doctrine. Again, the wisdom of God in a simple answer to them. They probably had that discussion with the Pharisees, among the Sadducees and the Pharisees many times. And so here the Sadducees thought they would take it to Jesus to try to see how he would explain it. Again, they tried to tempt him. And yet it was all along in the scriptures. It was there. They read it, they read it, they said, they said it, they thought it, but they could not. That's what Jesus said, you don't know the scriptures. You can read the Bible again and again for the wrong reason. If you don't read it in humility, asking God, you can miss it. But if you read in humility, God will give it to you. He will open your heart that you will understand. Remember when Jesus went with the two disciples after his resurrection to Emmaus, he explained and opened their heart to understand it. That's, but it's there. It's there. So simple. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What kind of God would it be if he was just the God of the dead? I'll live unto him, he said. Now, 
It says that the angels don't marry. The angels don't marry. So much for the Nethims, which some claim are a marriage of angels and men in the time of Noah. Again, it's their angels don't marry. Again, a simple answer to the question. Yet people can take something in the Bible and spin it and, and make all kinds of things about it. But you gotta be careful. Stick to the Bible. Because if you don't, you can go way off track. Again, the The wisdom of God. When the Pharisees had heard that he had put his Pharisees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws of the prophet. So if you want to know what the law of the prophet says, you start out with the first commandment, the greatest commandment, and everything else falls into place. If man, if man makes peace with God, all the other relationships will fall into place. They may not agree, but he's at peace with it. The first and great commandment, that's what has not changed, has been ever, ever. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think you of Christ? Whose son is he? They said him, the son of David. He said unto him, How then doth David in the spirit call him Lord? The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? No man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him. Very interestingly, that's the very question that the, that the high priest asked Jesus then. Art thou the son of the blessed? So they remember what Jesus said. But it's there in the Bible, it's there. But we need God's help to understand and to open to us. I haven't got anything else. May the Lord bless his word to him be all the honor and glory. Amen.